The University of Kansas Health System is proud to be the official healthcare provider of the Kansas City Current. From youth athletes to the pros, we put player care first to turn their dreams into reality. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash kccurrent. He didn't invent the quarterback. How are you doing? <laughs> but he did invent quarterback tears. Here's our NFL insider, Mike Sando of The Athletic, on the program. Fourth quarter of the program begins right now as we finish strong here on a Thursday talking football with uh, Mike Sando, our NFL insider from The Athletic. We're broadcasting live here at Henhouse, 119th and Row. You can stop on by and get stocked up. All kinds of great specials back at the meat counter. Uh, how about 93% lean ground beef? Ground fresh several times each day. That's only $4.99. I'm, uh, I'm smelling some chili uh, this weekend is what I'm smelling. Prairie fresh baby back pork ribs. Sold in cryovac. They're only $3.99 a pound. And, of course, Harry's Brewery. If you're uh, stocking up for all the fellows to come by and watch the games this weekend, Harry's Brewery's always got specials on the National and Craft Beers. It's where I get my Modelo Oro, my uh, Corona Premier. You can uh, stop in there and uh, get stocked up for a big game day weekend. Uh, let's talk some NFL football with Mike Sando. He's proudly brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Great spot to watch the games. Eat, drink, scenic views with TVs everywhere with uh, 29 degree man-sized draft beers, a made from scratch menu. Everything made from scratch in-house, the most underrated part of Twin Peaks is that great menu. I uh, get that uh, that burger, that uh, the uh, uh, the hangover is my favorite burger with the egg on it and everything. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, some fried pickles. Enjoy a little happy hour right now at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Independence, Olathe, and in the Northland. Uh, let's talk to Mike Sando. Mike, uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, – uh, let's talk about the games. Uh, we can get to the coaches in a minute, but we got uh, you know uh, end of the season to get there as well. I don't want to lose sight of the uh, football games. Uh, we like to ask this question about, like, what's at stake? Uh, just kind of to kind of set the tones, almost kind of looking ahead to what the headlines will be or maybe what you're going to be writing in your uh, great pick six column that people can read there at the Athletic. Um you know, Lamar Jackson, does this put him firmly at number two if he goes through Patrick Mahomes? Does he need this win and another one? Uh, does Mahomes go into it's just him and Brady officially uh, up at the top spot? What's at stake for them? What's at stake for John Harbaugh, Andy Reid? What do you think in this AFC Championship game? Well, you mean the top quarterback in the league is going to be Mahomes no matter what happens in the game to me. He's number one in the league. Uh, I mean, unless he threw like 12 interceptions in this game. There's no wavering on that. I think just the body of work. Uh, I think the opportunity is great for Lamar Jackson because, uh, shoot, he's close, he's two wins away from being a two-time MVP and a Super Bowl winner. That's quite a an accomplishment for somebody who a year ago was estranged from his team, had the one distant MVP, and people were questioning how much you could win with him because he wasn't on the field late in the season. It wasn't happy with the team. With the offense had kind of gone in the – you know, plateaued at, at, at best. So I think he's really uh, revived the career. I think it shows what, you know, kind of being happy again can do. There's a lot of the human side that goes into this. And he just seems to have been fully engaged this year. And they got him back. And uh, he's good. But he hasn't proven that he can, you know, consistently win in the playoffs. So it's a great opportunity for him. But if he were to lose this game as a favorite at home, I think some of the, depending how it happened, I think some of the questions or criticisms about him um, would still be brought up. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a great point. And, um, you know, who do you like in the game? Who do you think is going to win? 
I've, I've been thinking the Chiefs, and I've been thinking I would at least take the Chiefs with the points. Now, I was just kind of going through, and when you look at the Chiefs' results this year and just look at the games, you really have to buy into the idea that, hey, they're all serious now, and now that we're going to get a different version of them than we saw during the regular season, right? You have to buy that. Uh, because if you look at these two teams over the course of the regular season, I think you pick Baltimore. Uh, so... To lean towards Kansas City, here's what I think has to happen. Uh, I think Kansas City's defense has to cover their receivers. I think they can. I think it's a good matchup for the Chiefs in that manner. The wild card is Mark Andrews coming back and then Lamar Jackson being able to run. And we saw them be able to use that against Houston in the second half. He has 100 yards rushing. The Chiefs haven't been lights out against the running quarterbacks. We saw Josh Allen you know, have some success that way, too. So that's kind of my a little bit of a concern for Kansas City. I, I haven't made my pick yet for the, I get to wait till tomorrow on that on our podcast. Um, I've really wavered, but might just have a hard time going against Mahomes again for the same reasons as last week. Yeah, and I, I think that's all uh, valid points. You know, this is, according to the analytics, like by far the strongest Ravens team they've ever had, right? This is one that, you know, is... Yeah, according to the DVOA and those kind of things, is one of the strongest teams the league's ever seen, isn't it? The Ravens I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So get this. So I had an item in my column that I can update here today. So in my column on Monday, now this was off of something Schefter had tweeted, basically that they were 5-0, and he tweeted, before they beat Houston against teams that were three or more games of 500. Well, that really got my attention. I thought, wow, how many teams like that do you even play in a year usually, right? And so I looked at their point difference in those games was number one by far of any team since 2000. Well, since then, I've looked it up. It's number one in the history of the league for any team. Uh, against teams that are three, three or more above 500 counting the playoffs. That's a lot of history of teams. I don't feel like they're quite that good. Do you? I don't feel like they've just been hitting on all cylinders offensively every week. I'm, I'm happy to hear uh, you say that. I, I think that's a great point, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Um, I, I, yeah. This is what I said. I know they're very big on the analytics. I know uh, – you know, from working with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, and he's does stuff with the Ravens and knows all the Ravens people. I know they're really, really big on the analytics. And I said this: it's you know, kind of like Alabama basketball. Like they they're big on analytics, and it's kind of like they know what analytics favors, and so they do all those things. So they coach to be good at the stats that go into that formula. And, and the question is, is that the perfect formula to figure out how good you are? I don't know, but I mean, I think like Alabama takes Ken Palm. Reverse engineers it, and they don't shoot. Like, they have mats on the floor saying, don't shoot here, shoot here. They, they want dunks and threes. And they take it to such an extreme that that makes them an analytic darling. But does that make them the best team? Well, they looked really good last year, and then they petered out in the tournament. They were an analytics. They were great analytics-wise, but early in the year they were like 8-3. and three. You know, so, like, I think I wonder if a little bit of the Ravens is they're so analytically driven that they've they, – they focus on what makes you good analytically, and maybe that formula is a little bit off. And so they look great because we've settled on DVOA is this great thing or whatever metric you use. And in reality, they're lacking in some other things that we're just not currently measuring that well analytically. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think they could do that, reverse engineer it like that, because you wouldn't go get a running quarterback and hire Greg Roman for five years when everyone in analytics wants to pass on all four downs. If there's a fifth down, they want to pass on that one, too. 
right? I mean, the one thing that has been there, the, the, the one thing that has been held the Ravens back is can they be a consistent passer when they have to pass the ball? Well, that's the number one thing you want to be, whether you're in analytics or not. Everybody would want to have that. So uh, now this season you could say, okay, they decided to uh, you know open up the offense. But I think that was at more at a point where, hey, Lamar's ready for that. He's at a different stage of his career. When he first came into the league, Bill Pulling was saying he should play wide receiver. That's where people thought he was. It was going to take an entire change of your offense and be a running team only for him to succeed. They did it brilliantly. That's just good coaching. And this is more good coaching this year to say, okay, you know what, we've plateaued with that. We need to see. We think he has better passing talent than that. Let's get him some receivers. Let's let him do that better. And I think, by and large, he's done it pretty well uh, this season. But he still um, has not had to play uh, from behind or had to get into situations where they have to pass the ball. And that's when it looks totally different for so many teams, right? If you look at their game yeah. last week. When did they when did they really want to pass the ball? Before halftime. They had a third down. He missed the throw. They came back. Two minute offense. Let's go. Sack. First down. Right? That's how it can start to look when you have to pass. And so we don't have that answer, in my opinion. We think I think they're a better passing team, but if this is a close game late and they have to pass does it look great? I think that's still to be answered. They may not have to answer it. They may be so good that maybe they win by 10 points. Yeah, when you were talking about early on about how it, it kind of doesn't feel like one of the great teams, I began to flash back to like the great teams of my football watching, 84 49ers, 85 Bears, 91 Redskins, or 96 Packers. It does not feel like you're, no, 91 that this team would sit next to any of those teams. Yeah, what I, I say love that, that you knew those were the teams. I was saying I love the fact that you named the 84 49ers and the 91 uh, yeah. Redskins because those are among the five most dominant teams ever, in my opinion. I've done the study. Now, that's awesome that, that we're on the same page there. I, and I agree. I don't feel like they're that yet either. But guess what? We may feel that way in two weeks, right? Those teams, we got to right. see them go all the way through. <laughs> right. And so the 49ers team beat San Marino, I believe, that year, right? Uh, and so if this team does that, now we're talking. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, you know, uh, history's written by the victors. If they win, then people dive into that team even more, and they'll be like, well, you know, they crushed the Dolphins, and they smacked the 49. Hell, yes, like the legend of how dominant they were during the regular season will grow and will be written after the fact. Yeah. And, you know, Because going into that Super Bowl, all the talk was about Marino. That's the way you hear Randy Cross saying he came to see an offense and the wrong one showed up. Yeah. They didn't have that specter until yeah. they beat Miami. Yeah, and I, I think I also right. love your so point about – It's all there. Yeah, I love your point about, you know, Lamar throwing when he has to throw. And that, that's the question is. And I, and I that's why I think if you ask me to pre- predict, I think they're going to get this one. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to go toe-to-toe with the Niners. And I think Lamar is going to outplay Brock Purdy and they're going to win the championship. That would be my prediction right now on how this will end up. Um, but I, but even if that happens, I'm not predicting three more titles for the Ravens. I'm predicting this to be more like that 91 Redskins team. Right, like that—that—that's going to be, or the commanders team. Why? That's going to be because I, I, 
because I'm not. St- I'm, I'm with you. I'm not sold that Lamar can throw when he when he has to throw it. They, they haven't felt the full weight of, of, of that quarterback contract yet. That that's really going to kick in yeah. in another year or two. And you know he's going to have to win with a bad receiving core, like the Chiefs are doing right now. He's going to have to win with problems at linebacker. They're not doing that. You know, like yeah. he. This is still kind of the honeymoon of the rookie contract. It's not as good as the rookie contract, but it's backloaded, and he's not counting the big number that he's going to count later and so i think this is you know they're not going to be the team this is not the beginning of a ravens dynasty this is kind of like their last championship if they win it it's possible but i, but I, I do think though that they've opened a new chapter of the passing game and you have to do it you have to pass and, and they've done you know they've done better passing with a more traditional pro offense this year and i would imagine with a couple of years of that that lamar jackson would get better at it uh, doing more of it but there's no question they have been such a good team on defense that it's harder to evaluate the quarterback, right, and appreciate it as much. And sometimes when you get into those situations, even the good quarterbacks struggle with it, right? We've seen plenty of games where uh, Aaron Rodgers or somebody, you know, had a chance to drive their team down the field and it didn't work out. So it's just a very small sample for them because they just haven't played that way. So I wouldn't. You know, I think they're, John Harbaugh is a great coach. I think they've done a great job of getting the right coordinators in there. They've done a great job of the veteran players finding them uh, you know, in, in late in free agency. Their formula, I thought, was starting to run out on them after a couple of years of Ozzie Newsom not being there. But I think they've rallied and disproved that and shown that they can adapt. So I'm not willing to say this is their last chance uh, uh, with Lamar. We're talking to Mike Sando, our NFL insider. I also love your point about where we were with Lamar Jackson, like not sure if they should sign him. Anybody could have had him, two first-round picks, and he's yours. And no one did it. And I wonder if the Falcons would like to have done it, which, by the way, breaking news, the Atlanta Falcons passing on Bill Belichick and hiring Raheem Morris, uh, former K-State defensive coordinator, by the way, Raheem Morris, uh, but hiring Raheem Morris to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, man, if they'd given up two first-round picks and had Lamar Jackson quarterback last year maybe arthur smith yeah. still has a uh, a job you yeah, think? But, but you must not be reading the full pick six column because i called total bs on that this week i mean the idea why that, you, that any team could have got lamar jackson was ridiculous ridiculous so here's what you had to do to get lamar jackson you had to agree to terms with him on a contract so bad from your standpoint so ridiculous that the ravens wouldn't match it and then on top of that after doing this contract that everyone would say was a bad idea, especially with Lamar coming off of a bunch of injuries, then you're going to give two first-round picks on top of that. It, it, the column that I wrote, and it's quoting some people just in the league who were so sick of this, they're like, it wasn't that no one wanted Lamar. You didn't want the package that came with it because he was so clear it was a fully guaranteed deal and you had to swing high, which, of course, the Ravens weren't going to just let him walk out the door. right? So you would have had to do really dumb things to get him. Well, I, and I and I did read the whole thing, and so I was wondering, like, God, did yeah. I miss anything? No, I read it. I just don't agree with it. I, I think if you're the okay. Atlanta Falcons and where you were, you you're not not. I, I agree with what you wrote because it's all factual, but I don't agree with their opinions because I think it would have been worthwhile to guarantee a quarterback. Didn't you and I have this conversation about Dak Prescott? Like, yeah, how often you would does never a quarterback do it on Lamar? You said you would yeah, never but, but, do a fully guaranteed deal. Well, well, first of all. 
Okay, well, first of all, your job is to not make decisions based upon the consensus of what the media thinks. Your job is, as a general manager is to see over the horizon and make the right decision. You're in the get-it-right business, not the, well, we have plausible deniability because no one in the media really thought Lamar Jackson was worth it. He looks like he's worth it now. That's not if true. You're really the media is saying the media's the ones who made me write that because they're like, oh, you could have had Lamar. Ball, you couldn't have had Lamar. No, but, but well, first, you could have. because I, I'm not convinced that a fully guaranteed contract the Ravens would have matched because I don't think the Ravens believed in him to the degree Correct, that he Correct, but that's a dumb time. deal. Ever, look at the Watson deal. You want to do that and give up two ones? Uh, not for Deshaun Watson, who had had all kinds of – are we really saying Lamar Jackson's background is the same as Deshaun Watson's? No, but a year ago you might have rather just as much had Watson based on where Lamar was in his career. We can play the tapes. Well, I will tell you this. I, no, I would not have because I think Desha- I, I think character is important. But you were not high on Lamar at all. No, I, I, I wasn't. And would I have done it? No, I, I wouldn't have done it. But then again, again, judging general managers is not whether or not I thought they were going to do it. Right, judging they're not in the the hey they're inside. They get to meet with them. They get the capologists. They get all the conversations. Their job is to get it right, not to just best me. Right, but it, right. The job it isn't to beat be the right local fatty that. talk show host. The job is to get it right. And my point is, here we sit a year later. I don't care who thought he was good or not. He is good. And, I, and my point to this is, this is my point about the guaranteed contract. If you get it right. There is no reason. I think very soon we will have fully guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks because the teams that don't have the quarterbacks understand how bad it is not having them, and they're going to give it one of the days. You No, know, you don't give it to Deshaun Watson, who has been accused by 20-some-odd different women of, of, of acting improperly, which, by the way, is a character flaw, which means you can't lead, which means you're probably not working as hard at your craft as you should if you're dumb enough to do that kind of thing. But Lamar Jackson didn't have any of that on his background. No, I, I was not beating the drum that somebody should give him a fully guaranteed contract. No, guilty as charged. But that's not my point. My point is he's proven that he was worth it with the way he played this year, and general managers are in the business of getting it right. Yeah, that, no, I, I still would not do a fully guaranteed deal and give up the two number ones. Would not do that, especially where he was at coming off the year. There's just no, and, no and, one would have thought that was a smart thing to do. And, and by the so way, now, put Lamar, and by not doing it, let's Lamar just be clear, the Atlanta team. Falcons fired their coach. They may be firing everybody in there. They they went at it with a fifth-round quarterback. I mean, do you consider this pass? So the Atlanta Falcons got it right? The Atlanta Falcons would not have been smart to do a fully guaranteed deal and two number ones, in my opinion. They look pretty smart sitting here today if he'd had that kind of season. Really, do you like the way Arthur Smith used the personnel there? They couldn't even hand off the ball to the guy that took days overall. I, I, no, I, I mean, I think to, to that point, yes, that's very valid, that maybe this is the best thing that could have happened for the Falcons is they got rid of a guy who's not really good enough to do the job. Yes, that's that's a very valid point. I, I don't disagree with that. But my, my point is if, if Lamar Jackson had had the kind of season he had this year with the Baltimore Ravens, with the Atlanta Falcons, nobody would be complaining about two first-round picks and a guaranteed contract for Lamar Jackson. And the Falcons would have had a much better season. you think Lamar Jackson had one of the great quarterback seasons? Uh, one of the the great quarterback seasons? I think he had Did a significantly... Think it was, uh, in the top 10% of quarterback seasons? 
What is that? Do you is that what you have to have for a season to be successful for a franchise? If your quarterback mm-hmm. is the eleventh percentile, does, do we punt the season? Let me scroll down and find them here. I mean, okay, twenty-four because, touchdowns, seven interceptions, led the team in rushing. It was nice, thirty-six hundred yards, I mean, great year. That 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 argument is about as valid as me saying who's better, Lamar Jackson or the jackass from Cincinnati. I can't even remember his name. Just look at all of the. You're talking about teams are now going to want to fully guarantee. Look at all the big. Look at all the big quarterback contracts. So many of them. Jalen Hurts. You want to fully guarantee that. Russell Wilson. You want to do that one. Kyler Murray. You want to do that one. Deshaun Watson. You want to do that one. Daniel Jones. You want to do that one. Dak Prescott. You want to do that one. I mean, Denver Broncos. Where do we want to guarantee him? Mahomes the, is about who I'd guarantee. I wouldn't even guarantee Burrow. The the, the wow. Okay. I mean, right off the injuries. I mean, if you're, if you're, well, I mean, like, listen, totally talk, well, I, I just, I, I do like how the narrative is always written based upon what is most immediate. And, you know, the great narrative before was, well, the New Orleans Saints did go out and give a ton of money. Not all of it guaranteed, right? It's, it, I grant that. But they did give a ton of money to Drew Brees, and the Dolphins wouldn't do it. And Nick Saban went back to college because he failed miserably with the Dolphins. And Sean Payton's now making $18 million a year as a head coach because he had Drew Brees. Correct. So, yes, I think every franchise should roll the dice and give more guaranteed money. I mean, we can get fixated and caught up on guaranteeing the entire contract, but we're getting close to that because a lot of these contracts now are getting at 60 70 80%. But if you're telling me you should never roll the dice on a great quarterback because it might break down, well, good luck. Because right. how Derek Carr but do? You, I'm just how, saying you and nobody thought Lamar was a great quarterback last year. That's the fact. He was, he was in Tier 2 for about the third year in a row. And, and nobody thought Tom Brady was either, but it was the right pick. That's my point. It's like it's not. No, but we already watched Lamar play for five years. And and you didn't think he was good. I mean, I didn't think he I was great, he was and I worry about I him getting hurt. But his production, his production had plateaued. And he hence, we didn't know what he was going to look like in this offense. And and but Mike, and that's why he had never played in December for like five years. He won one playoff game, so and, he and was Mike, a good player, but. It wasn't like a the savior for everybody. And my point really was just it wasn't that easy. It wasn't as easy as you could have had him. You have to buy into that whole package. I, and I agree with way that. Way complicated. I, I agree. It and wasn't what's that. Going around now is oh these guys could have had Lamar Jackson. No, uh, really. I I, I agree. It mean. wasn't that easy. But I disagree that you couldn't have had Lamar Jackson. That's what I would say. It wasn't okay. easy. And I'll also say that that's why me and you aren't GMs. That's why we don't make five or six million. But these guys that do need to get it right. That's why the billionaire gives their multi-billion-dollar corporation over to their hands to run it. They're not there to have plausible deniability because Mike Sando and Soren Petro didn't think he could do it. They're there to be smarter than us. All right. Let's talk about uh, you know. I mean, I think we're. Listen, you know I love you, and and we're we're ninety percent on the same page in arguing over the last ten percent, which is which is what you know I think intelligent people that can can take the time to listen to each other other do. So I enjoy the conversation, but uh, yes, I I, I I like I said ninety percent I agree uh, with your piece, but I, I, I you know just a little bit about I think it could have been done and yeah. I think it would have been worthwhile um, a, a, after the fact after the fact you would have taken heat. I would love yeah I would love to hear the show after. After the Falcons did that, I'd love to hear what you would have put in. 
because <laughs> you don't get to do that. And and we'll see how it plays out for Baltimore because you just said this is the last time they're going to win with them. You just said this is their last chance to win with Lamar Jackson. You want to go along with them forever. Well, I mean, like life was better well, in Kansas City. Different ways. You're covered. Your bases are covered here. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything can happen. You got it. Well, he doesn't have to win every Super Bowl for it to be a worthwhile acquisition. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, like, there were tons of people that said the Alex Smith, going and giving a, a second and a whatever for Alex Smith was a bad move for the Chiefs. Well, it didn't result in a championship, but it definitely wasn't a bad move. They solidified their quarterback position. No. They became a playoff team. They developed hey. players. I, you know, I don't think you have hey. to be Patrick Mahomes to be successful at quarterback, to be the uh, best I'll quarterback you, you do. And I'll grant you this, the Falcons probably should have done about anything other than they did. Maybe they should have given three number ones and guaranteed 20 years of money for Lamar. That'd probably be better than what they did. So, you know, if you want to argue against what they did, you win. Because what they did was And we knew that going into the year. So, you know. Mike, Sand- Mike Sando's the best uh, from The Athletic. Uh, Mike, tell me, what, what do you make of Raheem Morris, though, getting that job? And Bill, Be- It seemed like this was Bill Belichick's job all along, although it was a little yeah. funny when they interviewed 14 people. But Raheem Morris over Belichick, what, what does that yeah. say to you? So the Belichick thing reminds me of the Lamar thing last offseason. Not, it's not just whether you want <laughs> oh, Lamar. No. <laughs> no, seriously. It's not just whether you think Bill, you want Bill or to coach your team. You have to buy into everything that came with it. So for Lamar, it was a guaranteed contract and two number ones. With Bill, it's Rich McKay probably has to leave his job, right? As the overseeing yeah. head coach from the GM, because Bill, you don't just get Bill the coach, the play caller. You get Bill the decision maker for your franchise, right? Isn't right. that kind of? It's hard for those guys to give that up. So I think that's what complicated, and that's why there was really only one place. I think in the end, that it looked like was interested in because all these other GMs don't want to give up that power if they're able to have it. Uh, it takes an ownership level thing willing to do. Now, I bought into the idea that because we were hearing that during the season, the, the interest in him was obvious. And to me, if the owner wants to get the coach, he can get him. What is there to interview Bill about, right? You should know going yeah. in that that's how it's going to be. So it almost feels like, you know, they just couldn't bring themselves to uh, make whatever structural changes were. Uh, and so they went with somebody who was uh, very familiar to them, and Raheem Morris, who's been there, who makes a great impression on anybody he's been around. I think he's a great second-chance head coach because he's had a long time since the last time. He obviously wasn't ready then, but he's done good things for that. You spend 10 minutes in a room with him, he's going to be the star of the room. So I, I think it's, you know, it seems like a good fit for them. Yeah, um, and I love your point. I, I, when they said a second interview for Bill Belichick, I'm like, what do you need? Like, you're going to give him total control if, if you're not. Like, the first interview is like, come on, hey, let Rich call the shots on the personnel. No. And you brought him back. Hey, you thought about that Rich calling the shots thing? No. You know, like, like, how, how did those interviews yeah. go? So where does where does Belichick land? Does he land in Carolina? Uh, well, no, because Carolina just hired Dave Canales to the, Oh, I'm sorry. Or, yeah, Carolina not Carolina. Where, 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 where was the other place he so got Washington and Seattle are open. So Washington yeah, and Seattle Washington, are open. Washington. And so, um, you know, their GM in Washington, Adam Peters, uh, you know, was with Bill Belichick in New England early. I just got no sense of that this new ownership group wants to go in that direction. I don't think he's been on their list or anything like that. They seem to, okay. most people in the league, when I talk to coaches that are kind of either looking to get jobs or, you know, they're in between, they're sizing up the market, they're talking to everybody, they all think Ben Johnson's going to go there. So we'll see if that happens. But that's kind of the, 
the insider expectation for them. Well, that's a, the opposite of a Belichick hire, right? So yeah. um, I think they're going to want – I think there's a lot of voices there. It's an exciting new time for the owners. Uh, and they probably want to have a stake and a feel and in, in what's going on, right? And so if you bring in Bill Belichick, you probably get a wall built up a little bit and – I don't know. I haven't sensed that's the direction they're going. I don't think the CX are going there at all. But from the Pete Carroll culture, which they liked and valued, I don't think they're going to the, you know, the the old school culture. And you really have to ask if Bill Belichick doesn't get a job here. And by the way, Mike Rabel may not be getting one either. Um, and I wouldn't lump him in with uh, Bill necessarily. But has the Bill Belichick coaching tree and that style of coaching pretty much expired? Yeah, because in, in Vrabel was the one that uh, interviewed in Carolina. Um, you know, so if Washington's Ben Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator, people don't know that name, and then uh, Seattle looks like it's going to be Dan Quinn, right? Uh, is that what we're thinking? I don't know. I, I mean, he was the leader going. You know, seemed like the leader in the clubhouse going in, but I, I don't think they're limited to that. So, um, you know, I think they have to consider too if they want uh, an offensive coach. Is there one that they would like? Uh, uh, that's a possibility for them. So I, I think they've just been. I think this has actually fallen really well for the Commanders and the Seahawks because uh, the Raheem Morris is really the first guy to get hired who was on everybody's list, right? I think he's the only guy who was on Seattle's list who got hired. Antonio Pierce and Gerard Mayo were just good fits for their teams only, right? Other teams weren't hiring them. Dave Canales, you know, wasn't necessarily on everybody's radar, but he knows the GM there in Carolina. And let's face it, there's not a long line of veteran coaches wanting to work for Carolina right now after what happened to Frank Reich, right? So Jim Harbaugh's in his own category. He was destined for the Chargers. We sort of knew that going in. He played there. So he wasn't going to be for everybody either. So we filled basically, what, six six of the eight have been filled? Yeah, I think six of the eight have been filled. And a lot of people's lists that Seattle and Washington have haven't really lost many guys, if any. Maybe Raheem's the only one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I That's agree. Unbelievable. Yeah, w- That's unbelievable. what is it about? So if they want to have Mike McDonald, whatever, they can have him. What is it about Vrabel people don't like? Well, I think you get uh, very unvarnished opinions from him. He's uh, You can't BS him at all, and he's going to be super direct. So uh, a lot of these hirings, you know, we have this vision in our head of what we would do if we were owning a team, how we'd have a process to get the best person. That's not how it works at all. Turf gets protected internally. If you're a GM with, say, you're looking for someone who's going to work with you, not tell you how to do it. That's why Bill Belichick, not, it wasn't for everybody. Maybe Vrabel uh, isn't for everybody either. But maybe Raheem Morris comes in and, and fits right in with Rich McKay and fits with, maybe he even fits with, with Terry Fontenot who's there. Who knows, right? So it's a lot easier. Some of these candidates are a lot easier for people to bring in. Gerard Mayo saves Robert Kraft from having to do the first search he's done in 25 years, right? It's just easy. And so that's what a lot of these teams do. Antonio Pierce, that's just the easy hire uh, to make. And I think that happens. 
Uh, we're talking to uh, Mike Sander. does a fantastic job covering the NFL. You can read his pick six column at The Athletic. Uh, time for our final four. Uh, brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care. They're at 435 and all. Uh, weekdays are open 8 to 7, Saturdays 8 to 2. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Uh, Mike, I will start you with this. Are you a crab cake fan, yes or no? Yeah, they're not my favorite thing, but if I'm in Baltimore, I might get them. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, when you go to Baltimore, you get them, but I'm not just I – n- I never go like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, crab cake. No. Like, they're fine. They're good. Nah. They're, yeah, so. I would never order them at a restaurant, but I, but if someone offered me theirs, I would eat them. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> All right, who's the second best quarterback in the NFL? Usually you give me the final fours ahead. Now I gotta, you know, I, I take this stuff seriously. I know, Second I know. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I had yeah. A, I, mean, I, had I don't know what was going morning. on. You were ready to ambush me on Lamar, and that's what happened. You were preparing <laughs> to just blow me out of the water on Lamar, and you didn't give me time to get my list of guys well, we, together here. I, I know you're uh, not. Gonna, I know you're not. Sorry, it's Josh you, Allen. I don't have to think about it. It's okay. Josh Allen. Okay, so. I know. I knew you weren't going to say Lamar. Now, uh, you know, uh, that that wasn't going to happen. It, yeah. Okay. Is Bill Belichick? You have to criticize Lamar when I voted for him for MVP, and you're making me make the case against Lamar. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I, I, sorry, Lamar. Ridiculous. I think you're wonderful. Ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, or brilliant. I mean, you can choose to view it however you want. Um, it is. You're is a great Bi- host. Is Bill Belichick done as a head coach? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. And finally, uh, have you ever been at a game shirtless? You ever gone Jason Kelsey style to a game? Uh, no, but one of those are, there's two good reasons for that. Number one, I mean, I don't want to take my shirt off in public like that. I'm not in that good a shape. Come on. And then number two is uh, I'd probably get fired because I've been covering the games for so long, almost my entire adult life. So if I had my shirt off at the game, something's wrong. They show Sando stepping out of there like Kelsey. Uh, Jason Kelsey at the game, it's probably my last day at work. So Why is, why is Mike Sando shirtless in the press box? We find out uh, next week. That's why. <laughs> yeah. we, that's what we do. Mike, you're the best, man. Uh, thanks so much for the time, and we'll talk again next week. I love it. I can't wait to see what you got up your sleeve for me next week. I'm going to be ready. So. <laughs> you guys love you. Thanks, Mike. You're the best. Uh, Mike Sando uh, from The Athletic. He's right. Mike Mike does such a great job. He does his background and everything. And usually he's like, hey, give me some of the topics. And I got busy and I had the list and I didn't hit send. Uh, we talked about it. Like, okay, what do we want to yeah. What do we want to hit with Mike? And then I never sent it. And so he got it. I did, we didn't get ambushed. I get he was joking. Yeah, but, right. but, yeah, he, he normally would have been. the top of the area. I went, oh, uh, I the list. I forgot. Got this in the list, yeah. so uh, that's Mike. He's right a there. pro. No prep, and Mike ready to rock yeah. and roll on oh, anything. Yeah. He's he's awesome. Uh, Mike Sando from the Athletic. We'll take a break. Come back. Give you the things you need to know. Henhouse is awesome. Uh, by the way, those grapes are fantastic. They have the sweetest candy. Mm-hmm. Try me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried them. They're great. The yeah. uh, green grapes right no here, are fantastic. Did you know that more than seventy percent of the produce in Henhouse is raised within a couple hundred miles of Kansas City? It's miles of freshness. You get it right here on one hundred and fifty different family-owned farms. Every Everything they can buy local, everything they can buy uh, locally owned and operated. That's what Henhouse does, that produce. Miles of freshness, you get it here at Henhouse. And, of course, you can also get those wonderful USDA Choice Certified Herfer Beef KC Strip Steaks. Ten ounces, just 7 bucks right now. All kinds of specials. See them all right now at henhouse.com. Impress your friends. Amaze your coworkers. Make your family proud. Here's what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. 
But first, the good sense into the hour answer. I'm early, aren't I? That's next segment. It's all right. We can do it now. Yeah, we'll do it now. <laughs> this doesn't seem right. All right. Before Luka Doncic, who was the last player to have four straight games with 30 points, five rebounds, five assists, and lose all four? 35 and five. By the way, did you see Luka? Yeah. That guy. Got the guy tossed. I got a, got a fan toss, and then a guy tweets out, like, uh, I'm sitting two rows from this guy. And the guy said, hey, Luca, you look tired. Get on a treadmill. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but he was talking to me the whole first half. And he's like, yeah, no, he wasn't. <laughs> because Luca's like, well, you always are the guy who writes. I knew it would be you. You always write negative things about me. He's like, 99% of the things I say about you are positive. What are you talking about? Like, no, it turns out he got caught in a lie. Luke is a baby, is what it turns out. <laughs> that's Holy just, that cow. is so funny. By the way, how that's the perfect, that's how you heckle. Yeah. No swearing, no yeah. threats, no, get, just, get hey, Luca, you're looking tired. Get on a treadmill. Good <laughs> Lord. How did I ever make it through any of the times uh, I sat in the crown seats? That's fantastic. Now, you've been there with me. Oh, I like yeah. to give them a little, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. And then we had one guy that heckled Nelson Cruz one night, and he went about 440 feet. We're like, yeah, you probably should stop that. Yeah. <laughs> and gave him a look. This guy came back and the looked out. over. He did everything but come over and point at him. By the way, every time, seats given to me. Just yes. FYI, uh, I don't have crown seats. Right. Love the crown seats. Wish I had crown seats. But I've always been uh, the, uh, the the happy recipient. Uh, I don't know. April 6th to 13th, 1989, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Oh, wow. He's the last. 1989. So he's Jordan. You're, what you're yes. saying is Lucas yes. Jordan. Yes. So maybe this guy should shut up about the show. He has no, this guy has no rings. He is Jordan. Yes. He is Jordan. That's what we're saying on this one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He is Jordan. Good sense. GoodSenseSubs.com. You can uh, put your order in right now. Pick it up whatever time you want. ASAP will get it ready for you in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, making the uh, the subs right in front of you. They've always sliced the meat and cheese right in front of you at Good Sense. That's not a new phenomenon there. They always bake the bread fresh. And if you're uh, trying to uh, watch those calories, those carbs, maybe on a keto diet, they've uh, introduced a new meatball side. It features the uh, signature meatball subs or the meatball signature meatballs in the uh, marinara sauce that uh, usually would go on the meatball subs. Now, just get it topped with Parmesan cheese. All for only 5 bucks. If you want to make it even cheesier, add provolone to it. A, a hearty, delicious meal that will help keep you satisfied but won't have you straying from your keto or low-carb diet. It's at Good Sense. Good food that makes good sense. Uh, let's start with a little chief sound. We begin with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, first of all, the NFL news. Uh, Falcons planning to hire Raheem Morris. Not Bill Belichick as their head coach. He was D.C. under Ron Prince at K-State back in 2006. So uh, a little local yeah. connection there. And uh, the Panthers plan to hire Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales uh, as their new head coach. Uh, he uh, spent one season in Tampa as the O.C. and 13 seasons as an assistant uh, in Seattle. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we'll start with Patrick Mahomes. He was at the uh, podium today. Uh, we begin with the fact that he'll take on Lamar Jackson. A lot of conversation about those two squaring off. Mahomes was asked if there's any motivation in showing that Lamar Jackson, maybe he wasn't the MVP. 
I mean, not this year. My, my stats and, and my numbers, I don't know if I, if I was in that conversation. But um, he, he, he led his team. I think uh, MVP is a lot of things. His stats, his leading your team, winning football games. Um, and he did that all this year. Um, I think for us, it's just a challenge of going up against the best is what, what motivates you. I mean, they got the best defense. They got the MVP on offense. Um, they have a great special teams unit. Um, and they were the best football team throughout the entire season. So it, it motivates you to, in order to, to win the Super Bowl, you got to beat the best teams. And this is the best team that we that we've played so far this year, and it'll be a great challenge for us. Uh, it will be a challenge. And how about that? Pretty honest. I don't think my numbers yeah. were there. Yeah. By the way, if anybody caught the ball, the numbers might have been there. So congratulations, receivers. You kept <laughs> we'll Patrick never Mahomes know. from the MVP conversation. I blame you. Uh, the Ravens defense, one of the best in the NFL. Chiefs haven't played him since 21. Mahomes asked if he sees any difference in this Ravens defense compared to his previous meetings. There's definitely been some schematic changes. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the Ravens. I mean, it's they're going to play physical. They're going to play fast. They're going to play hard. Um, and they have a lot of pride in defense. I mean, obviously, they have the offense, and they, they've put up a lot of numbers over these last few years. Um, but if you think about the Ravens' defense, and they're going to fly around and try to dictate tempo, that's just who they are. And so it's our job is to go out there and, and play our game, um, play fast, play physical as well, um, and match their tempo. Um, and so it's going, to be a, it's going to be a great challenge. I'm excited for it. I mean, I know it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But at the same time, this is what you want this, at this point in the playoffs. They're better on all three levels uh, than the last time we saw them. They've done a great job getting Roquan Smith was a big one. That was kind of the finishing piece. Marlon Humphreys back there as a corner. Kyle Hamilton uh, in the uh, safety, kind of safety corner hybrid role. Uh, They're really good. They're really good. And so uh, it's going to be quite a challenge. Uh, Offensively, they've really kind of taken some steps. I think we're all feeling better since the Cincinnati game where they quote-unquote simplified things. Nagy, the Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, was asked uh, what led to the changes. I think when you see some of the things that happened on tape, like that the one game where, you know, getting in and out of the huddle for different reasons, um, whether it's personnel or whether it's uh, what we have in the play call, I think it's a combination of all that, you know. So sometimes that kind of stuff makes you – look back and say, okay, what can we do differently to help these guys out? Start with us on our side. And then what do they need to do on their end to make it come together? And that's that's what we did. And I think the, the best part of it was that it, no one took offense to any of it. We just said, hey, how are we going to get better? And it started with that. And there's a lot of other things that go into it with execution and play design and everything. But put it all together and see what happens. And that's kind of what we did. Hey, no one took offense. So somebody got told uh, you're screwing something up. I think, I think I think Matt Nagy and Andy Reid had to tell themselves, had to tell each other. Yeah, we're part of the problem. Let's yeah. quit jerking around with the with the verbiage and all that. Let's get this thing into them and let these guys go play. I, I think he's talking about himself a little bit there, yeah. and I yeah. think that's the mark of a smart coach. Yep. You know. Yep. All right, here's what I'm doing wrong. You got to start with yourself, mm-hmm. and then you know move out from there. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, two catches, th- uh, 62 yards, uh, two catches on four targets. I'll point out, wasn't like it was, you know, like. It was a monster yeah. day. One was an overthrow. <laughs> but to Nagy's last point, one of the other things that helps is, like, when the receivers catch the ball, Nagy was asked about MBS's bounce back. Well, he, he made two really good catches. The first one to start the third quarter was a, a, a really, really good throw by Pat. And it was a great catch by, by Quez. It was a contested catch, trying to keep your feet in bounds and make the catch. That momentum to start the second half is is huge to, to get going, and so there's a little bit of confidence that's there. So I, I don't know if I know the answer to you know 
the, the time that we've been together and working through things. But I do know this, you know, Quez has really stepped up at big time games and, and big moments for us over the past two years. And um, when he makes those plays and Pat makes those throws, it's only going to improve their confidence in each other. On the other side of the ball, the defense has got its work cut out for it because this Ravens offense is very good. Steve Spagnuolo said his defense is going to need to play with energy for all four quarters. Yeah, no question. I mean, I was a little fearful last week when we played so many plays in the in the first half. Um, but we found a way to get off the field a couple times in the second half. We, we can't get into that kind of game and those long drives like that with, with Baltimore because it would be really tough. I mean, listen, I, I was there in Baltimore for two years uh, working with John. Uh, I, I got a tremendous amount of respect for him. He's one of the best in the league. I'm, I'm a better coach because I uh, work for John. Where, where I'm going with it is you, I know exactly what he's telling him, you know, and it's what you're talking about. Um, and he's built the team that way, you know, to come right at you, you know, whether it's run or pass and just keep blowing your way downfield. So we'll, we need to be prepared for that and find a way to kind of match that with the same kind of aggressive, fast play that they do. Yeah, um, it's you know I, I love what he pointed out. I mean, I think that's where the complimentary football is. The offense is going to have to move the sticks so that they're not putting the defense out there time and time again. Uh, the defense is going to need a little rest on the sidelines. Let's take a break. We're here at Henhouse, 119th and Row. Uh, back with the kicker next. We're almost done for the day, but there's just a few more things we'd like to share. But there's still more. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. On the program. All right, wrapping things up here at Hen House 119th and Row. Of course, you can wrap up a great party uh, for uh, watching the game here at the uh, Delicatessen at Hen House. They're wonderful party trays, always a great uh, idea. Plus, great specials if you're going to uh, do some cooking yourself. Uh, the Delicatessen can give you party trays of any kind, sushi, fruit trays, veggie trays, sandwich trays, you name it. Just go to henhouse.com and put your order in there. But also, back at the meat counter, if you want to make some chili, how about some uh, 93% lean ground beef, USDA Choice certified her for beef. That's just $4.99 a pound. The KC Strips, uh, they're 10 ounces, $7 each. Uh, baby back ribs, sold in Cryback, $3.99 a pound. And if you love seafood, uh, the Wild Easy Peel Argentine Red Shrimp, uh, two-pound bag, $13.98 each. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's at your neighborhood Hen House. All kinds of great specials. And uh, while you're there at henhouse.com or while you're here, scan the QR code. They're going to give somebody free groceries for a year. That's like a ten grand value. Uh, that Pretty you're going to get for it. A uh, hundred years, uh, Hen House has been locally owned and operated and serving Kansas City. They're giving you the gift. One lucky uh, shopper is going to get free groceries for a year. A hundred bucks for every year they've been around. Yes. Pretty damn good. Yes, that's really good. <laughs> what quick math there. How about the I, big brain on Curtis there? Check out the big brain on K. Nice work, Curtis. You a smart blank. Uh, thanks to uh, all our friends here at NS. They always do a great job. Great hosts. And uh, come on down and take advantage. And make sure you get signed up. You can enter as many times as you want. Henhouse.com or scan the QR code here in the store.